Hello there and welcome to Love and Light with Ignite, where you'll be listening to edifying teachings to boost your confidence in God's ability in you, for you, and through you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you all the glory to your name. Thank you for bringing us to another day. Thank you for bringing us to another episode. We pray, Lord, that our hearts are open to receive and we are ready to receive from our spirits. Our lives are changed and transformed by your word. And our response to you, Lord, will be positive at all times. Because it's your word that we are paying attention to. All the glory to your name, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Alright, everyone. Welcome once again to another episode of love and light uh last week were not available because there were a few things that were unavoidable and so we had to have a rebroadcast last week but we're working every single time to make your experience better um and those announcements we make as will be made as time moves on so let's go into what we have for today so we'll be looking at understanding salvation right and I always say this that one of the I always say this that one of the topics rather one of the number one thing that is required for a believer to learn right that every believer should learn and should keep on learning first and foremost is salvation I remember how yes last week or rather two weeks ago and if you listen for the first time last week it was a rebroadcast uh, you heard last week that primarily the goodness of God is seen in salvation and I can remember a particular time in my life where I was doing a study and I came to the conclusion that one's understanding of salvation will affect every single thing that pertains to their Christian life and their Christian walk upon the earth and so if it's practices if it's ideologies, uh, let me know use the word ideologies. If it has to do with practices, if it has to do with whatever it is or whatever way of life as a believer in the gospel, it all starts from one's understanding on salvation. Like we look in our Bible and we see the differences in people's idea of God when we look at Jesus. And so Jesus goes to pray. And he says, and he refers to God as his father. And then we look at the Jews, we look at the Pharisees, we look at the Sadducees, and what do they do? They said that, oh, this man blasphemes. Why? Because this man is making himself look as though he was equal to God. And so there was a difference in ideology that affected their form of devotion to the Lord. And you can't even blame the Pharisees for that because that was the knowledge that they had at that moment and at that time. And so by the revelation of Jesus Christ and by what Christ has done on the cross, we can see salvation, we can understand what God is doing and by reason we now realize that we can call him Father because he wants to bring us what? Into his family. Right? And you know, it's all, I'm saying all of that just to say this. 
what you know what you understand about salvation is paramount to your devotional life what you know about salvation is paramount to you know how much you would walk in and how much you would flourish in as a believer glory to god and so today we are looking at a very very interesting topic let's open our bibles today so first text of the day isaiah 64 isaiah chapter 64 isaiah 64 and let's look at verse verse 6 isaiah 64 verse 6 don't worry one day we will have our first physical meeting where everyone that's listening to my voice will be able to see me at last (laughs) all right isaiah chapter 64 verse 6 says uh let's let's look at that Isaiah 64 verse 6 says but we are all as an unclean thing and all our righteousness are as a filthy are as filthy rags and we all do fade as leaf and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away now um why do we start from this text we're talking about filthy rags and what we're looking at right majorly is why salvation by grace through faith it's a very very important question to ask yourself really why salvation by grace through faith um couldn't salvation just be by the law couldn't it just be by the good things that we do uh usually most people or many people majorly religious minded people when you go to meet them and you go to and you go to ask them oh what are the requirements to make heaven a large amount of people would answer you by saying what that oh as long as i live a good life as I, as long as i am good to people this this idea is consistent even today you know as long as i'm good to people as long as i do good to people as long as i am you know friendly kind to others i believe that i'm going to make it to heaven but here we are looking at the book of isaiah and we see a confession that is made by the writer because you see when you go back let's say when you go back let's say um two chapters away when we start from like 62 the announcements for salvation as a prophecy is now being made to the children of israel despite their failures and despite the errors that they've made and you know we're going to be looking at that as we go um further in these series and what we and the lord is now showing his salvation plan to the children of israel talking about it and by reason of this people or the writer now begins to should i use the word let me not use a big word he begins to speak big of god you know this thing that happens when someone does something kind to you or have you watched those movies where there's this king that is sitting on a throne and then he is merciful to like a lot of people like he pities them and then there's always that guy that's hyping the king like oh great king who can stand before you um when when you stand others fall and all those kind of things and that kind of statement is being made and it's as though 
the writer that isaiah himself makes a confession that before the lord when all is said and done when everybody comes before the lord with their righteousness it is as filthy rags before him and that's amazing because it defeats the modern day idea of doing good to make heaven not even a modern day idea the general idea of doing good to make heaven becomes inconsistent when we look at salvation hallelujah follow me on this and so we'll look at three things right we'll look at we'll do a small study on the origin of sin right we'll do a small study on the origin of sin okay i really hope you are writing i hope you have like a dedicated note because in as much as these are series they are very very important um we look at the origin of sin right uh after we look at the origin of sin uh we also look at um the fall of man as many of us have heard about before like you hear about the fall of man what is the fall of man and we can also talk about its effects if we have time and then we can look at you know the purpose of the law what is the law anyways right i know many people talk about the law ah um death came by the law but grace came by jesus christ like what exactly is the law what's the law supposed to achieve um some people don't even know what the law is <laughs> most people think that law is only the ten commandments but you know we're going to see that and then from there we kind of look at the law and you know look at works how that you know the law was made to achieve something was made to show something it wasn't just given to follow it was it was it was given an original design basically and lastly we'll conclude about the grace of god and you know at the end of this at the end of this episode one thing that you would need to understand is how that you know the grace of god is necessary in salvation you understand that you know righteousness is no longer a thing that is attainable and because it's not attainable the need for salvation is there and so what i achieved in the first teaching is what i aim to achieve today and that is what that primarily the goodness of god is seen where in salvation but primarily the love of god is seen where in salvation so let's go origins <laughs> did i just say origins okay so let's go there origins not me pacing not me pacing in my room wherever i am so let's look at origins of sin before we look at origins of sin i want us to read something really important romans chapter 5 romans chapter 5 from verse 12 romans 5 12 origins of sin says wherefore as by one man right one man wherefore as by one man sin entered into the world right and death by sin if you are using a physical bible i'd love you to to underline two things wherefore as by one man 
you underline you underline one man sin entered into the world and then you underline death by sin right and so you underline death passed upon all men for that all have sinned and we know why all have sinned because of that one man we will understand that very soon now verse 13 says for unto the law sin was in the world but sin is not imputed when there is no law now most people misunderstand romans 5 13 but as we go further we'll understand so just keep romans 5 12 and 13 in your mind now what does it mean for us by one man sin entered into the world that's where we now go to where genesis you are very correct you know so we now go all the way to the book of genesis you know the book of genesis is after habakkuk for those of you that have never opened genesis <laughs> don't worry it's at the beginning of the book you know at the genesis genesis chapter 2 genesis chapter 2 verse 15 genesis 2 15 says and lord god took the man and put him into the garden of eden to dress it and to keep it and lord god what commanded the man saying of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat now here's the one he says but of the tree of the knowledge now you are going to underline of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it for in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die and so god creates man what 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 is man referred to what what is his title his title is adam glory to god and I think this is where I'm going to have to pause and give people a shocker, right? So apparently, Adam is not his name. Glory to God. Uh, when you check its original meaning, Adam means mankind. For those of us that are deep, like we like to check deep stuff and deep words, you kind of realize that you know Adam means mankind, right? And so you would realize. Or you'd come to the realization many times even among scholars it's it's realized that you know because he's referred to as adam right he his name is not actually mentioned because he's most likely not given any name any name right and so anything if you notice something about adam anything he names right anything he does uh would affect the cause of the rest of the existence of that thing for instance god tells adam to what name all the animals of the world in genesis what happens that is their name forever right the ones in the land in the sea uh, and in the air he names them and that happens what forever now any action that he would take and would affect him would most likely affect the rest of what mankind because he's what would be referred to as a representative of mankind so whatever he does affects the rest of mankind right because he is 
mankind amen hope i've not lost anybody uh if you're asking me the question as to why it's like that i don't know <laughs> right but one thing we do know right is that because he is mankind a representation of mankind right um and also okay i, I won't step ahead of myself as we go further in the series we'll understand why anyways so because he's a representative of mankind anything he does affects what the rest of mankind now when we go further in this series you realize that there is now a similarity between him and who jesus right and so adam sins it affects the whole of mankind right and so jesus sins and what happens his salvation affects the whole of what mankind and then everybody can now access the father right just keep that sentence there and wait till the next episode thank you now um where was i so god gives the warning yeah god gives the warning uh you shall don't eat of knowledge of the tree of knowledge of what good and evil not an apple and you know if they take partake of it what happens they will surely die right and then we come to genesis 3 from verse 2 to 7 and it says and the woman said unto the serpents we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden what of the tree of what what of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden god had said ye shall not eat of it neither shall ye touch it lest ye die and the serpent said unto the woman ye shall not surely die for god does know that in day ye eat thereof then your what your eyes shall be open and ye shall be as what god's knowing good and evil remember what's the name of the tree knowledge of good and evil right now that detail is important for a reason uh verse six and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes marketing and a tree to be desired to make one wise she took up the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat and the eyes of them both were opened and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons and so when you look at it remember go back to romans go back to romans 5 quickly let's look at something romans 5 says romans 5 12 says what wherefore as by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin and so death passed upon all men for that all have sinned and so god tells them that if you partake of this fruit what happens you will die they partake of it they don't actually die but you would notice something you go you go beyond genesis 3 you go to 5 you go to 7 you go to 10 you begin to realize what murder begins to happen lies begin to happen and so we would all term that as what effects of death and then ultimately adam actually dies like if you look at genesis you notice something very very simple that <laughs> adam 
did not grow up like he was basically created and so most likely he was supposed to live forever amen and so death came upon adam and so i'd say the effects of death uh would be by his knowledge of good and evil and so adam no longer even understand what god's standards of things are because he has his own standards of things are why do i say that because he realizes he's naked but then when he tells god that he's naked the question god begins to ask him is what who told you you are naked amen and so the standard of man and the standard of god became different man's standard no longer became what god's standard and because of that right man would not be able to meet up with god's righteous requirements because of a difference in standards amen and so number one effects of death man died spiritually and also man can die physically that was not god's design initially and so after the fall, fall what do we now notice degradation right murders stealing and all the likes and so the question now is what was the purpose of the law right because then the law came amen the law came and that's where we come to romans 3 9 to 20 romans 3 9 to 20 romans chapter 3 from verse 9 to 20 says what then are we better than they no in no wise for we have before proved both jews and gentiles that they are all under sin why cause what death by adam remember romans 5 by one man death what all men what sinned why because he's what adam representative of who mankind right uh now it says no you know why for we, we have before proved both jews and gentiles that they are all under sin verse 10 says as it is written there is none righteous no not one there is none that understandeth there is none that seeketh after god they are all gone out of the way they are together become unprofitable there is none that doeth good no not one their truth i'm sorry their truth is an open open sepulchre with their tongues they have used deceit the poison of asp is under their lips whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness their feet are swift to shed blood destruction and misery are in their ways and the way of peace have they not known there is no fear of god before their eyes now we know that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are what under the law that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become what guilty before god therefore by the deeds of the law there shall no flesh be justified in his sight for by the law is the knowledge of sin and so when you read romans 5 what does romans 5 say let's go to romans 5 romans chapter 5 
let's look at verse 14 quickly it says no let's look at verse 13 Romans 5 13 says for unto the law for unto the law sin was in the world but sin is not imputed when when there is what no law and so uh but when we continue in verse 14 says nevertheless death reigned from adam to moses even over them that had not seen after the similitude of adam's transgression who is the figure of him that was to come and so here's the here's the basic idea right here's the basic idea the purpose of the law was supposed to expose to others the need for a savior hallelujah because if the people who were giving the law of god were guilty by that law and by reason of that law they cannot be made righteous how would the people who do not have the law be made righteous do you get the idea because naturally speaking if god gives you laws that you are supposed to follow right you are supposed to be an example to others right but if god gives you that law to now show you that there is a need for salvation for everybody including the people that are following the law it shows it tells you what that the purpose of the law was not for righteousness but to show the need for righteousness beyond themselves hallelujah i hope you understand let's let's read one more scripture to best understand this galatians chapter 3 galatians 3 8 says galatians chapter 3 verse 8 i'd love us to open a channel for questions soon galatians chapter 3 verse 8 says and the scripture foreseeing that god would justify the heathen through faith preached before the gospel unto abraham saying in thee shall all nations be blessed so then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful abraham for as many as of the works of the law are under the curse for it is written cursed is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them but that no man is justified by the law in the sight of god it is evident for the just shall live by faith and so when you look at the law in the old testament there are about 613 of them hallelujah and it was impossible to follow 613 laws how did we know we have genesis to malachi we can clearly see from israel's history that you know (laughs) they actually could not follow it right and so righteousness could not come from there and neither could the righteousness of men you know make them righteous before god why because god has a standard for righteousness and if man himself does not know that standard how exactly cannot can he be righteous if god himself had not stated it and so if you notice something about um many of the kingdoms that were around the kingdom of israel they had an idea of god that was not god's original idea of himself amen and so when you read the book of romans 1 and you read from verse 18 you realize that paul says that they saw themselves as wise 
right they saw themselves as wise and perverted the idea of god amen and that is why man's standard can never be the same as god's standards they had an idea of god which was a false idea of how god would want men to be righteous glory to god and so you notice something that you know god would send people for those men to repent and he would give them you know what they needed to do in order for them to be seen as righteous and even then they struggled with it we look at a man after god's own heart david (laughs) we look at men like solomon we look at men like moses these men all had all had flaws glory to god makes you realize how the grace of god most likely came before the law because trust me <laughs> if god wanted to do things by his standard in the beginning many will, will not hear of many men today hallelujah but the purpose and so the law was now given to expose to all men that all men are guilty before god hallelujah because going now so read Galatians 3, 8 to 11. Let's read Galatians 3, 19 to 22. It says, 19 to 22, it says, Wherefore then served the law? It was added because of transgressions till the seed should come to whom the promise was made, and it was ordained by angels in the hand of a mediator. Now, a mediator is not a mediator of one, but God is one. Now, 21, is the law then against the promises of God? God forbid. For if there had been a law given which would have given life, verily, righteousness should have been by the law. But because the law was given to expose sin in the lives of men and show men that they are not righteous before God. I mean, 613, there were laws that had to do with ceremonial washing in order for them to approach God. What does that tell us? That approaching God was not, like, it basically showed us the need that, how do I put this now? Hmm. Let me come and explain this properly. Okay, I think this is where I have to you have to wait till next week where we talk about something called types and shadows how that you know how they would approach god was supposed to foreshadow what christ was going to do for them amen what christ was going to do for them that by the sacrifice of christ they are now able to come to the father freely able to access but if they had not done those sacrifices in the first place it was impossible to meet with God. I mean, Moses sees a burning bush and he's going to it. And God tells him to stop and take off his shoes because the ground is holy. There were rites that needed to be followed followed in order to approach God. Hmm. The law exposed the need for salvation. The law exposed the problem with mankind. That righteousness was beyond them. That the standard was beyond their idea. It says 22. It says, But the scripture has concluded all under has concluded all under sin, that the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them 
thy belief and so the scripture has said it our righteousness as as are as filthy rags before the lord there's nothing we could do to earn the favor of god unless god gave us his favor himself hallelujah really really interesting i mean look at this ephesians chapter 2 really interesting let's look at this text ephesians chapter 2 let's look at how you know on our own we couldn't be made our choice says ephesians chapter 2 says and you has he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world according to the prince of the power of the air the spirit that now walketh in the children of disobedience a man that is not in christ many of you listening to me understand what i'm saying right how that there's a difference between who you were and who you are now there were some things you were more susceptible to then than you are now there is a more reason to live a life righteous now than then hallelujah it says we're dead in trespasses and sins Look at verse 3. It says, Among whom also we all had our conversation in time past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherein he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, had quickened us together with Christ. By grace you are saved. Isn't that amazing? It was nature to us to be unrighteous. And even if we strived to reach God, it was nature to us that we were unrighteous. And so even the... I mean, a good example was Job, right? I wish we could do more on the text of Job. Well, in everything that Job did, Job was referred to as a righteous man. But then Job has an encounter with God. And when Job has an encounter with God, what happens? He says that he has only heard about God. That apparently his righteousness was just a self-righteousness. It wasn't one that was pure at the end of the day. <laughs> hey, Jesus. We see the greatest men and women of God in your Bible not meeting up to God's standard because let's tell let's tell ourselves the truth God had to bring them to that standard and that's the grace of God hallelujah is it Job think about it when Job lost everything if you read the book of Job very well think about it you would see how Job was boastful of the things of the good things that he did what does that sound like to you sounds like self-righteousness hmm? and if you think about it self-righteousness at the end of the day is not righteousness because it comes from a selfish perspective <laughs> hmm. we see men serving God to be righteous before God many of them wanted to boast about it 
we can see it as an example in the lives of the Pharisees. How that they boasted about their righteousness to others. It was a culture with them. Huh? And so, in as much as these men feared God, they did it from a point of selfishness. They did it from a point of self-righteousness. They did it from a point of comparison, which is not God's standard. Because then, it means that they are confident in themselves for the salvation that only God can give to them. Hallelujah. But what does the law now expose to us? What does it tell us? What does it show us? That all men are guilty. And that it will only take what? The grace of God for all men to be saved. And that is why Jesus came to die. Because, remember that verse, that it's not by what? It's not by power, it's not by might, but by what? My spirit, says the Lord. We see that same idea being portrayed here. Hallelujah. We see that same idea being portrayed here. Amen. And so, when you read Ephesians chapter 2, from verse 6, let's read it. Ephesians 2, verse 6. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6. It says, And has raised us up together, and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Verse 7 says, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. Verse 8 says, For by grace are ye saved through faith. And this is one part that we need to note. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. And that's amazing. We were dead in sin and trespasses by one man sin entered into the world hallelujah but by the provision of christ all have access to the father and because all have access to the father all by believing the gospel are made righteous and so you begin to realize something about righteousness that primarily righteousness before it becomes an action it should become a nature the same way sin or sinfulness unholiness before it was an action it had to be in nature it had to be part of you before you do it amen glory to god it says that we were subject to the powers of the prince of the air and so you are subject to the things that are your nature and so it does not matter what you do as long as it is part of you you can't do anything about it. And so there needs to be a change internally of who you are before there is a change in action of what you do and what you show. Amen. Glory to God. And so you've been made righteous before you are righteous. <laughs> People are not just sinful because, you know, they want to be sinful. They are obedient to something that is part of them. 
And that is why we are giving the Spirit of God to regulate us in righteousness, to show us the way to go. <laughs> that is why they are fruits of the Spirit. <laughs> Glory to God. You know somebody that saved the Hopefully, Sha. <laughs> ah, Jesus. Hopefully you do. <laughs> Amen. And so, I need you to get rid of the idea of trying to make heaven. Because you can't. I can remember when I asked somebody a question when I went for evangelism one day. I asked the person, how do you make heaven? Or, I, I, oh, how did I ask the person? I was like, oh, do you think you can make, you can make heaven? The person was like, ah, yes, I need to do this, I need to do that. And I told the person, oh, do you want to know my answer? The person was like, uh, yes. And I was like, uh, you can't? <laughs> and I, I can never forget how there was someone who literally jumped out of his room and was like, what? I am very, very interested in what you are saying because it seems as though we are all in trouble. <laughs> and then realizing the fact that the reason why you cannot make heaven in the first place is because <laughs> unless God takes you there, you cannot go there. We are talking about an infinite being. What exactly do you want to do for somebody who is infinite unless he decides himself to be interested in you? Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. It's such a, it's it's such an amazing thing to be grateful of, really. Right? That God saw us. He saw me. He saw me in my sins. He saw me in my trespasses. Even when I was doing nothing. For those who did absolutely nothing. But then you were trying to garner. You were trying to get favor with God. You were trying your best to be righteous. But you didn't know that you were being self-righteous. And so in as much as you were trying your very best to boast in your own righteousness. You were doing it all wrong. And then you just believed the gospel. And because you just believed the gospel. What happens? God has now made you righteous. He has given you eternal life. He has sealed you with his spirit. He has identified you as his own. He's regulating you by his spirit. Is that not amazing? Look, let me tell you something. If you can boast about it, it is not salvation. Amen. Because at the end of the day, salvation is all about being confident in what God has done. If you can look at your salvation and you cannot thank God for it, you need to look at it again. Because your salvation is designed in such a way that thanksgiving follows after it. Hallelujah. I hope you are all blessed today. I hope you are all blessed today. And so, our righteousness were like filthy rags before the Lord. And so, Jesus comes, makes us righteous to sit with him in heavenly places with him and so we have access to god the father because he has given us access and so no longer are you praying to be righteous because you have been made righteous and because you have been made righteous you begin to what come to the realization of the fact that you are righteous and so when you are struggling with something what do you do you remind yourself of who you are the believer in Christ reminds himself of what he is, of who he is, when he, ha- when he comes to points of inconsistency. That's how it works. 
Hallelujah. I hope you were blessed. Thank you all for being with us today. We appreciate every single one of us. Join us next week for another episode. And God bless you.